Guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. If you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, exercise, medications, and surgery. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and and consult consult your doctors. doctors. Guys, we all need our vitamins after surgery, regardless of what you think. Yes. It's a must. Yes. So why not choose the easiest and the best tasting in the community? Seriously, it's ProCare, guys. ProCare is so delicious. I use their chewable for over a year. That's how I know. Yes. And I love their capsules. Yes. Love them. They're once a day. I take them at night. Yes. The calcium chews. mm, They have mocktail ones. So go over to ProCareNow.com and use our code OSLP to save some money. Are you feeling lost, alone, maybe a little unsupported in your bariatric journey? Well, if you are, we have a great resource for you. It's called the Tribe Membership, and they have support groups every single day with experts in their field who also had bariatric surgery. Comes with journal prompts, workouts and recipes, you name it. They got it. You'll never feel alone again once you join the tribe. Now go over to thesleepdietitian.com and use code OSLP at checkout. Welcome back, OSLP family. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to our Sleeve Life podcast, and this is Kelly. This is Mom. And we are on a boat. We're on a boat. We're on a boat right now. So if you are not watching this, you are listening to this, you need to go over to our YouTube, hit subscribe, hit the little bell so you can see we are on a lake right now. With Miss Connie Stapleton. That's right. Captain Connie. Connie. Captain Connie. I am the captain. You are the captain. (laughs) Captain of the ship, man. She's got it all down, man. If the thing starts, we're in good shape. (laughs) Exactly. She knows where she's going. Let's hope it starts. She knows all the things. Yeah. In fact, I have the little uh, number to the come tow me home. Oh. Oh, I didn't know there was a boat turn. Yeah. So, just in case. We are going to talk about boundaries. Yes, we are. Perfect. We're on a Boat with bound for boundaries. We have boundaries of not being in this water by being in this boat. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So how do we start making the, doing the process of creating boundaries for yourself? Oh, let's clarify there because I loved what you just said. Setting boundaries for yourself. Yes. Yes. We had talked about that. We did. So mostly when we talk about setting boundaries, we talk about, I'm going to set boundaries with my friends. I'm going to set boundaries with my mother, Mm -hmm. my mother-in-law, whomever, right? Yeah. But always them. Yeah. Always them, right? And we think it's tough to set boundaries with other people. Wait till you try setting them with yourself. Oh, yes. Especially after surgery. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's imperative that you set them for yourself after surgery. Oh, yeah. One thousand. What kind of examples of boundaries? after surgery could we set for ourselves okay so how about when it comes to eating whatever you want whenever you want it oh Uh, putting yourself on a a schedule well you know think about it you have a kid yes i have kids i have grandkids you have stepchildren pretty much yeah right children yeah bonus children right so when your kids are high school age yeah Mm -hmm. do you expect them to do their homework Yes. yes. And when they say, I don't want to do my homework, you have I, to do it. I tell them they that's have your to job. Do All right. Right. So yeah. we expect them to do what they're supposed to do. So when we Correct. have weight loss surgery and before you have surgery, you tell the doctor, yes, I will do this. Yes, I will do this. Yes, sure. I will do this. Yes, uh, I will do this. And you have already at the office and you want the cookies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or you want to go through the fast food. Right. The yeah. drive through. The drive through. Right. Yep. Yep. And again, we got to be clear. There's nothing wrong with. No. Sometimes. Right. Yes. Right. But let's say every day you're just like, well, I had a bad day. I I deserve this. I hate my job. Right. Whatever it is. Or today you're mad at your husband. Tomorrow you're pissed at the boss. The next day you're pissed because it's raining. Right. Okay. So we have all these reasons why we want what we want when we want it. Yeah. Well, and I think I don't like the term deserve because like you can use it for anything. That is one of my least favorite ones on the planet. I deserve it. Why? Because you went to work today? Yeah. yeah. Good job. You, you were did an adult. what you were supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You people today. Yeah. Good job. Or yes. like I've taken my vitamins five di- days in a row. I deserve to have a cookie. I'm telling you, it pisses me off. It's like my one of my least favorite words on the planet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. When it comes to that It's annoying. Thing. Yes. It's very annoying. Mm-hmm. And, it ha- and I joke about it. It's like, you deserve a cookie? Yeah. yeah. You know, what What? what logic is that? Yeah. So your kid does their homework four days in a row, and so tomorrow they don't have to do it? 
Nope. They, still, they still have to do, to do it. They right. have to do it. And the yeah. reason I bring up the kids is because we expect them to do their things. Mm-hmm. We don't give them, you know, a pass. We don't make a thousand different excuses why they don't have to do it. Yeah. But we let ourselves off the hook, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we do every time. Right. Yep. So what do you do? How do you do that? How, how do you, how do you do how? It? I'm I mean, you. I, I talk to myself and, okay. I, and that's what I do is I kind of like talk myself down and kind of figure out why, why do I want like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which took a long time for those people that are freely uh, post-op. That was not the case. No, this no, took not. years of yeah. like working on myself and understanding, like you can talk to yourself, you can talk yourself down and you can figure out why you want something. So yeah. can we do a, We'll play with that. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So what would be an example of when you would be in a situation like that? Um, so especially, Anne, I'm not trying to be mean, but when you bring over cookies, it's really hard for me. So <laughs> are you saying when you, meaning no. your partner, Carter, her, here? No, no, her friend, Anne. her friend, Anne. Oh, Anne. you said Anne. I see yeah. you, Anne. Anne. We see you. What up with the cookies? Yes. Sabotage cookies. Oh my goodness. It's so good. But I have to like, when I was there, I had to tell was like, no, those are not for you. Those are for the other people. Like we don't eat this anymore mm-hmm. and that's okay. Don't, don't even look at it. You know what? I love this example because yeah. how do you set a boundary with Anne? The cookie bringer over. Oh, after, after that day, cause she hasn't actually, oh, after that yay. day I walked out there cause I was like, you got to take them. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, the cookies, yep. you have to take them. Like all I want to do mm-hmm. is eat all of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I literally, cause I, I broke the, the talk to myself. And I ate five in 30 minutes. Ooh. So she's yeah, like, that what? Hurts. She's like, mm-hmm. how did you do that? I go, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I need them not here. Yeah, they <laughs> just can't be in I just house. kept walking by and I was like, one or two is fine, right? It is one or two is fine. Right. The first time. Yeah. That you pass not by. Five. Not five. So is, uh, could you set up a boundary with yourself of saying like, I'm, these things are just not going to be brought into the house. Yeah. If it's a kryptonite thing mm-hmm. for you like that. Yeah. And pretty much everybody knows what their kryptonite foods are, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's wise to do it. Do you have to do it? No. That's on you, right? You got to yep. choose. Yep. But it's wise to do that. Yeah. So okay. for you. No cookies in the house. No cookies in the house. Yeah. That's a boundary with self. Good. But then you have people who bring you the cookies. Mm-hmm. Right. So you want to know the therapeutic way to do it? Yes. <laughs> of course. And when you bring cookies into my house, it makes it really difficult for me because this is a trigger for me. Yes. I would really appreciate you not bringing them. So let's say Anne brings them in again. Okay. Yeah. Anne, I've asked you in the past not to bring the cookies in the house. They're a real big trigger for me. So I'm going to ask you to walk them right back out to your car. Ooh, I like that. Wow. Third time Anne brings the cookies. Third Uh time. (laughs) Anne, if you bring cookies to my house again, I'm going to ask you not to come. Yeah. Like we're not playing here. This is my freaking life. Mm -hmm. That is true. And if you're my friend and I have said this to you multiple times and I mean it yeah, yeah. and you keep doing it, then I have to ask, what is this about? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause then it feels like it's something else. Right. Like, are you trying to sabotage me? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, what that, with that? it, it yeah. would make sense that if you're repeatedly ignoring the, the request to not bring these things into the house, mm-hmm. it is a self, it is a sabotage, a yep. sort of sabotage. Well, and I've had both where Anne actually first time, never again. And then my ex would just keep bringing everything in or ordering it. And I'm like, stop. Okay. So let's talk about that. Cause you're in the same, you were in the same house, right? I was in the same house. So what do you do when you're living with somebody Mm -hmm. and they absolutely don't respect what you're asking of them? I mean, I yelled at him and was like, I feel like you disrespect me. Well, I literally was like, I feel like you hinder me and you're sabotaging my my journey. Do you want the therapeutic version of that? Of course. Yes. Okay. Just to make it a little more accurate. Okay. Okay. So what it was that you said, you're making me, you're hindering me. You're hindering me. Mm -hmm. Okay. What was the feeling? I felt disrespected. Okay. Well, you did it right. Actually. (laughs) Well, actually, actually sort of. Okay. You're hindering me. Uh huh. Is like, he can do whatever he wants. Yep. Yeah. He, he's grown a grown-ass ass man. man, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you bring this stuff into the house, A, I feel disrespected. Yep. That's great. 
I feel disrespected. Yeah. As opposed to you're disrespecting me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So what okay. we want to do is always own the own the feeling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because otherwise, I mean, clearly, ninety nine people out of a hundred would say he's disrespecting. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't have the right to impose correct that judgment. Okay. You just have to Because right. that might not be. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know, given that devil's right. advocate over here, it might not be what he was, right. you know, intending. intending. And then you're right. also giving him food for argument. Yep. Oh. Right? You don't you're get, to, just, you don't get to determine argument. what I'm thinking. Yeah. You don't get to ascribe meaning to my behavior. Uh, right? So we can go on and on and make ourselves vomit with that. But, yeah. So if we always go with. I feel disrespected. I feel sabotaged. I feel okay. Whatever we're not putting into whatever, the whatever they're right. Doing. And then what are they going to argue? You don't get to determine how I feel. Yeah, either. you don't get to dictate so that. This would work with more than just boundaries. Like this is just arguments in general. Yeah, absolutely. Statements, absolutely. And saying like this is how I am feeling when always these incident when these things happen. Always. Yeah. And okay. what do we do? We say you you made me, me mad. feel. Yeah. yeah. You made me mad. Yep. Right? When the truth of the matter is I could find what you said laughable. Yeah. I could find it infuriating. Mm-hmm. I could find it neutral. Mm-hmm. So it's it's got to be, I feel, I feel, I feel, okay. because people may have different responses. Yeah. Now, when you're with somebody a long time, you know what buttons to push. Oh, yeah. oh they do. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, yep. again, to avoid arguments, when you do this, I feel this way. Yeah. Okay. All right? So, back to boundaries of self. Yes. Isn't it easier to blame somebody else than to take ownership? 100%. I will. Yeah, totally I think it's our agree. nature almost to mm-hmm. like, yeah, to be like, oh, point the finger mm-hmm. instead Absolutely. of like owning. Because when you own it, it hurts, kind of. Right. It does Absolutely. hurt. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and you you always want to think that you're putting your best um, yourself first and intending the best things for yourself. Absolutely. That is not always the case. I found. Yeah. For example. For example, <laughs> when I would eat, sneakily eat nutty bars in the middle of the night. And mm-hmm. if I took them in my pocket, nobody saw them, right. then I wasn't hurting myself. And if I didn't think about it the next day, I don't know why I'm gaining weight. It's like it didn't happen. Yeah. It's like, it's just a whole really other happened. thing. It never happened. No one saw it. But when you're eating boxes and boxes of nutty bars and not taking ownership of that, yeah. of like, because the moment that I took ownership of it with myself and said, I know why I'm gaining weight. I'm right. doing this to myself. Right. But I don't know how to stop. There you go. Then you're asking, like, I, then I asked for help exactly. moving forward. Yeah. So yeah. that was a hard boundary. we can look at our own behavior, because mm-hmm. we can, there's nobody we can bamboozle better than ourselves. Oh, 1,000. Right? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And you can sit in a room with somebody else and go, Jesus, look what they're doing. When you're doing the same damn thing yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to acknowledge our our own weaknesses or yeah. our own yeah. ways we sabotage. Yeah, we yeah, self-sabotage. Like, I feel like you're so used to doing it mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. Because think about, like, all of... Um, Sorry. Excuse me. Chicago Meg. is calling. I don't know. Who is Chicago? Chicago, Chicago is calling. Illinois. Meg, is it you? I know. It's like, Meg, I got your phone number. Stop calling me from strangers. Weirdo. I know from like diets and diet culture, right? We self-sabotage ourselves. We say, I've been good all week, so I'm going to go out to dinner and drinks tonight. Right. And then it says, well, I haven't eaten horribly in a couple weeks. So I'm just going to eat all weekend. Right. And we're already sabotaging because now we're moving from being in a, you know, a healthy path. Mm -hmm. Not that all diets are healthy because diet culture is real. Um, But we're bringing ourselves out of that mindset into I'm going to eat whatever I want. Right. Right. And so it's self in my head. I think that's like the biggest self-sabotage. Absolutely. The all or nothing. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. And because yep. most people don't recover from the all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Once it's all, we don't go back to we nothing, don't go back. which no. isn't good at in any way, shape no. or form. Right. No. So it's like, okay, I'm going to have two cookies today. Mm-hmm. Right. And then on the weekend, I don't have to go eat everything in sight. Exactly. Right. So yeah. not depriving yourself, 
right? Mm-hmm. And not doing the all or nothing because it's set up for failure almost every time. I think that would kind of be a boundary for myself that I could set is the, I don't have to restrict myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, giving myself the, um, permission. the permission to eat the things that I know are, what's the word? Um, nutrient dense. Ooh, there you go. Oh, that is nutrient good. dense, nutrient dense it. food, because there is no bad and good, right? It's whether it's nutrient dense or it's not right in my brain. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially since start, starting the GLP one, it is, I, my brain is able to, um, compute that a little bit easier and you can stop easier. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel so out of control. Right. But I know I need to work on giving my myself permission to eat. Right. You know, one of the things that I'm working on is creating permission slip pads. Oh, right? okay. because we are so rigid with ourselves sometimes and it's a, it's a, tricky topic for me mm-hmm. because I think for the 90 plus percent of people, mm-hmm. yeah, anything's okay in moderation. Correct. Yeah. There are people for whom that is not the case. Yes. Yep. Right. Yes. If I am a person, well, I am a person. Yes, you are. You, you are. you are a person. Yes, yes you, you are, are a person. I am not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> for me, mm-hmm. one drink is not okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. Because I have sort of this allergy called addiction. Mm-hmm. One drink is not enough and one drink is too many and a thousand is not enough. Okay. Right. Um, when yeah. I start, there's no off switch. Yeah. yeah. That's the case for some people with certain foods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There are certain people who have an absolute addiction to sugar and if they start, they don't stop. Yep. So I know a lot of professionals disagree with me on this, but I am absolutely Sure. Yeah. That this is the case that for some people don't start it because Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a very slippery slope. In Mm -hmm. fact, I'm on a committee of 30 people universe wide. Universal? Universal. Universally. Universally. (laughs) Who are working to get sugar addiction, food addiction added to the ICD-10. Oh, yes. I love that. Yes. I know Ashley oh really wants that. The sugar detox lady wants that. Yes. yes. So. so it is being worked on, and I am so excited That's to have been amazing. asked to be on that committee. Ooh, oh, my yeah. God. So we are in the works. Congratulations. Yes, finally. Because I know. We did our first live show at the bariatric retreat, the first one, and we did it with, um, what was the doctor's name? She's a therapist. I can picture her. I can picture her, too. Oh, um she, we actually went Shapiro, through Dr. Shapiro. Dr. Shapiro. Yeah. We went through Jennifer Shapiro. There you go. Yeah. Full uh, name. Yeah. Full name. Got it. Um, we went through the criteria, what, the criteria mm-hmm. and we talked about, and they, she said, you know, asked us questions like, have you ever done this? Have mm-hmm. you ever done this? Mm-hmm. And it you is true. They said yes Absolutely. to every single yeah. one. And only three yeses count. Only three yeses meets the criteria. Yeah. And addiction. we answered every one of those yes. yes. I think there was 10 questions. Yes. Yes. I was like, how can they just say that it's not? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to Absolutely. me. Like, it's yeah. right there in black and white on paper. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like, just because you guys have stigma, I don't care about your stigma. These are facts. Hence the book. Yeah. Weight loss surgery does not treat food addiction. No, it does not. It does not yes. treat it does not. food addiction. It's and a tool. It does it not treat food addiction. Yes. Well, and it doesn't, it doesn't cure your mindset. It doesn't cure your able ability to set boundaries with yourself. Exactly. It doesn't cure any of the cause of the weight gain. Or the regain. Or the regain. Yeah. Because that's the one I learned. Yeah. So when I talk to patients and they're telling me, well... You know, my this, my this friend died and my that and my kids are on, you know, having problems in my marriages and my job. And I'm like, so you're having surgery because you're a stress eater. You're an emotional eater. Mm-hmm. You're it's comfort for you. Yeah. That is not something surgery does. No, no. it does not teach you the coping skills. No, nope. that's why it's so important to do therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So imperative, absolutely. especially for people that feel out of control or you're a stress eater, or you're Don't trying to control something. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to con- control something in your life. And the only thing you can control is your food. Well, and I know we're talking about boundaries more with ourselves, but I notice with me, if I don't 
when I don't set boundaries with other people, then I break my own boundaries. And then right. I'm at home in my bed right. eating garlic bread or right. cookies. Because if you continue to allow Anne to bring the cookies over, right. then but now screwed. I have them and right. now I'm eating them. Well, and isn't that the form of self-sabotage, though? Because it's you're, totally you're, a form of self-sabotage. you're not dealing with the root of the issue. You're right. saying... Oh, Anne's bringing them out. Right. right. And who's, who's the issue is it? Is it an Anne issue or a me issue at this point? Right. Well, it's a you issue yes. because you're not going to Anne's house. Right. Just, yeah. She's bringing them over and you're allowing them to be brought over because secretly you want to have the cookies. You want yes. to have the excuse exactly. for yourself. You still get it. You're like, oh, it's here. Might as well. Yeah. Yep. Right. Well, Once they're I gone, mean, it's fine. That's, that's <laughs> what happened. Um, crumble cookie. Fuck crumble cookie. Yes. So we did a bachelorette party and the bride's sister decided to order crumble cookie. Mm-hmm. I never had it. Me neither. Mm-hmm. And she ordered it and we all had a cookie and we all tried it. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I went out to that kitchen until that entire thing was gone. Yep. And yeah. it was, it was a problem. And yeah. the girls would ask, Oh, we can, can we go to crumble? Of course. The girls want cookies. <laughs> yeah. I don't want exactly. cookies. I'm going for them. Yep. Yeah. I just happened to eat the whole box of them, exactly. but that's fine. Yeah. I remember thinking, cause I was like, I've eaten crumble cookie a lot. And you're like, well, what's the, what's the sugar level yeah. and mm-hmm. carb level in it and stuff. So I looked it up. I'm like, oh, that's not bad at all. And so I tell her, and then I realize, oh, like what a serving, serving is like a fourth of a cookie. Yeah. Exactly. Those suckers are humongous. They yeah, are. They're, they're like this. Yes. And they come up with all of these flavors. I know. That are short term. And isn't it interesting? But I just had one cookie. <laughs> I, that was my that was my argument. Yes. And I remember having this conversation with you. Yep. And I was like, but I only have one cookie. But in my head, I know I'm not just having one cookie. Yeah. I know I'm eating an entire box of them. Exactly. Yeah. And, and when you eat one cookie, you're having four cookies. Right? Yeah. yeah. So the serving size is a fourth. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Right. So really. So I'm eating way too much. And then you get that sugar high and you're like, I need it every night. I Absolutely. want it. And then it just continues. And, Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the addiction issue, right? Once you start something. Food addiction is real. I, I know is real. I. I feel you on the, some people don't agree. Oh no, we have people talk with us that don't agree. Yeah, and I go, I identify as a food addict. Yeah. That's what I'll say. I agree that food addiction is an addiction. And the moment that you don't set set boundaries with yourself, Mm -hmm. especially after bariatric surgery, especially right right after bariatric surgery. Oh my God, that's like where you need the most. Mm -hmm. And you know, some people don't maybe have an, don't have the addiction to sugar as a whole. Yes. Maybe I worked with a woman. It was such an interesting, I was so impressed with her. There was one brand of cookie mm-hmm. that when she was a child, so it wasn't really an addiction, but she had an emotional dependency. Okay. On it. Okay. An addiction can be either, you know, a biological, physiological mm-hmm. addiction or can be a psychological addiction. So there was one brand of cookie that when she was a child and she spent this time with her grandmother and grandma had these cookies and it was just the best feeling to her and it was the best and it was the thing in her adult life if she ate this particular brand of cookie it was the soothing thing yep Mm. so she came to me and i was so impressed she said i'm worried about having bariatric surgery because i don't know if i can let go of this one particular cookie Uh, and i can't eat them in moderation yeah so we talked about the underlying connection and what Mm -hmm. that was about and what letting go of this would mean and you know, letting go of her connection with her grandma is what mm-hmm. she thought. Yeah. And all these things. And so she literally had a food funeral. Yeah. For this cookie, this brand of cookie, buried a box of it, made a little marker. Wow. It was amazing. Okay. But she didn't feel safe. And so what a beautiful way to set a boundary for herself. Yeah. I mean, we talked about food funerals of like saying goodbye, you go and have your last meal, you know, especially with, with me, I was like, I took it very seriously. I didn't know it was a thing. Nice. Yeah. Eight I years ago, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to go to all these places and say goodbye, especially Olive Garden, because Olive Garden was like my go-to. Yeah. It was me and my ex's go-to. That's where we would go. We would wait all year round for the all-you-can-eat pasta. Yeah. Oh, God. And so we went and I, we said goodbye. And I was like, I'm not going to, because at that time I was like, I'm never having sugar again. I'm never yeah, having carbs yeah, again, yeah, because yeah. you just, yes. that's where your brain yes. goes. And I remember taking it very, very seriously. And we went to, um, 
melting pot because it's one of my favorite places also. And I said, yeah. Oh, their teriyaki sirloin. I love it. <laughs> I still love it, but I can still eat yes. it. And so I think, but there are some foods that like pasta, pasta is a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. It is a trigger. I used to eat it seven nights a week. Wow. I would not put protein in it. Like it was yeah. awful. And so I know that having pasta is not good for me. Yeah. And so I only have it if it's at a barbecue and you're or not somebody else makes it. Yeah. And then I can just yeah. leave it there. Yeah. And that's a great way to allow for permission for it mm-hmm. and then trying it. If it works for you, maintain that. If it doesn't work for you, I encourage people to have a list of foods that you just can't go near. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, this is my off limit list. Okay. And it's a way of self-protection. Yeah. Yeah. And then if somebody's like, do you want to whatever? And it's like, nope, I don't do that. It's just it's not you it's can't. Not an option. Yeah, I was gonna say. I choose not to. I choose not to. I put this on my list intentionally. Nobody mm-hmm. made me put it. I chose to put this on this list. That's not for me. Yep. I think it'd be kind of a good idea, especially right after surgery, to make that list and then have it on your fridge. Absolutely. Oh, and so go. every day you, when you go to your fridge, you know what foods you are you agreed to not have anymore. That's right. That's but right. it's not because you can't have carbs or you yeah. can't have sugar. Well, nobody tells me I can't have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. I choose not to drink yeah. because I know where that's going to live. Yeah. Lead. You know the other side. And of I it. don't want to live there anymore. Yep. Right. I never want to live there again. Yeah. Well, and we don't want to regain. We don't want to be in that yep. mindset again. So we have to put those boundaries in place for yeah. ourselves. For ourselves. So it's back to the people in the house bringing the things that yeah. are sabotaging for you. So mm-hmm. what can you do if somebody refuses? to be respectful and they live in the house too. Prepping and measuring your food post-op is a beast all in itself. Portion Perfection has actually made it super, super simple. They have bowls, plates, and even a lunch bag called the Kitten Carry where you can have all of the system ready to go. Especially when you're on a road trip, that thing is a lifesaver. Yes. So if you want to get these things to help your journey, just go over to portionperfection.com and use our code 15 osl pod and again that's 15 osl pod and you can also go over to our amazon storefront to pick out any of those that you would like to use while we were in florida we got to visit one of our favorite bariatric surgeons dr donald fridley at surgical associates a bayonet point they tailor make all their plans to the unique needs of each patient they have this cool thing there it's an in-body scanner and you get to do it pre-op and post-op. So that way you can see all the differences and all the changes that happen. And he's also one of the surgeons that does his surgery with robotics. And we got to play with that. We too. did. So we were, so cool. we were so excited and we want you to have such a special care that they give. So go over to sabpweightloss.com right now or give their office a call at 727 819 9107. That's right. So, and tell them that the OSLP girl sent you and they're going to take great care of you. That's a tough one. Yeah. I'm like, I have no, I have no idea what to say to that. That's a tough one. Yeah. Because I've even read in Facebook um, groups, like there, I remember this post because I was upset about it, where they have a pantry. One side's his, one side's hers. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. That's a good option. And they were supposed to just always put their stuff on each other, on their own mm-hmm. stuff. But the man started to put his stuff on hers. Ooh. And she kept putting it back and then finally was telling him, and she was asking the people in the group, like, what do I do? Because he won't stop putting mm-hmm. it on his on her mm-hmm. side. And it's obviously he's trying to sabotage her. They right. have their own shelves. Right. Yeah. Why is that so hard for some people? So, right. so... What do, honey, when you put your food on my side of the pantry, it angers me. Mm. It's scary to me. Mm. And you tell me you love me. Mm -hmm. So I trust that you love me. Mm -hmm. Your actions are not supporting your words. That's pretty powerful. Can you help me understand that? M-F-er. No, don't ask. <laughs> no. Don't say m As much as you want to. As much as you want right. to. You learn the hard way. It doesn't That'll the, shut down that conversation. Oh, yeah. That just becomes a fight then. Okay. So, then husband says what? What he says Well, he's like, oh, I do love you. And I'm sorry. I'm just used to putting things in there. Yeah. Husband. 
If you continue to put that food on my side of the pantry, I will dispose of it outside in the garbage and yes. I will run water all over it. Oh, I love it. That it is ruins perfect. It, no matter what. That's then they'll stop perfect. Doing it. Because it's your house too, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you're not respecting what I'm asking you to do in this house, I shall not respect that because this is a matter of my life and death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will remove this one way or another. Yes. I'm asking you to respect. You don't, I don't understand. You don't have to under, here's one of my favorite lines. Write this one down. You don't have to understand, but I would appreciate if you respect it. Yeah. Those are two different things. Absolutely. It's like, you may never understand. How could you understand? This hasn't been a thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing for me. And I'm asking you as a person who says they love me to respect this. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, I will show respect for myself by getting rid of it. And that's a boundary, not only that you're setting with your husband or your partner, whoever you're living with and yourself. You're saying, I'm not going to stand up for, I'm not going to stand for this behavior to continue right? because it's sabotaging my success. Without a doubt. There's a book and I've been sitting here trying to think of the name of it. It's a book on boundaries. Okay. And it's not the classic boundaries with the pencil down it. It's a different one. I'll let you know what it is. You can put it in the notes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll link it below. And what I love about this book is that she gives examples. It'll be a green light example of a boundary and then a yellow light and then a red light. Like that one I gave at the beginning. Okay. I would appreciate it if you would do this. Yeah. I've asked you before. You haven't done it. Third time. It's like, listen, this will not happen again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's great because so many people are like, I don't like to upset people. I like to keep the peace. I don't like to speak my mind. We better freaking learn. Yep. And that's one of the things that therapy is for because mm-hmm. a lot of people who have struggled with weight don't feel strong enough right. to stand up for themselves. So yeah. I get that. Yeah. But then you've got to learn. Yeah. You right. Have to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've had some several fights, mm-hmm. and, but we not around have, food, not around food. Around each other. Around (laughs) each other, with each other. And it's like, it's nice though, because we can set boundaries with each other for ourselves. And we can say this behavior that happened, whether it was, you know, most of the time it is completely on accident. We're not meaning it in a malicious way. But we're saying if you continue this behavior, like this this behavior will not stand. We cannot we cannot have a successful friendship and work relationship. If we keep doing this and this relationship, a beautiful, beautiful friendship is very much like a marriage, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I have two friends of 30 some years and you can bet we have had some difficult conversations, Mm -hmm. but with our friends, even sometimes more than our partners, I think we're more careful with our language and with being appropriate. And Mm -hmm. when you do this, I feel this way because Mm -hmm. it, whereas with the spouse, we might just be like, Listen, MFR. Yeah, I'm just like, stop being a fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah. Just stop. <laughs> just, just stop. Just stop whatever yeah. you're doing. You know what you're doing. Yes. So that being said, you guys are a great example of how to work through things. And with our partners, one of my two best friends said to me one day, Connie, what gives you the right to talk to him that way? And I was like, well, shit. Because I don't have the right yeah. to talk to him. I wouldn't talk to her that way. I wouldn't yeah. talk to my children that way. Yeah. And it was a huge change. So with your partner, it would behoove you, mm-hmm. all of us, being yes. you, to take the extra time, put forth the extra effort, mm-hmm. and work through things with them as cautiously and carefully as with a best friend. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. I it like worked. that. And... You know, if you guys hear yourselves, hear each other talking to your partners or your families, look at each other and go, what gives you the right to talk to him that way? Yeah. Yep. It's true. Well, really yeah. put me in my place, buddy. Yeah. Well, yeah. It makes you look and you're like, oh shit, I really am not. Because right. nobody has the right to treat anyone with disrespect. Absolutely. And there is a reason that I have always in my relationships, I've never allowed cussing at each other. Nice. Like it's just a personal choice nice. that Good I boundary. don't, yeah, I don't want to cuss at my partner. Like 
sometimes it'll be like, you know, we're talking and I just say, you right, know, right, right, motherfucking right. Yeah, or whatever. Fine, right. Yeah. yeah. But calling names. It's, it's yeah. different. If you're saying you're acting like a bitch, you're acting right. like a dick. Like let's, yes. let's stop doing that. Yes. And see, you know, so I, you're not always perfect, right. but recognizing it and saying, okay, I shouldn't have said it. Right. I apologize. I feel like you, you know, I don't appreciate the way you're talking to me or the way yes. you're behaving or yes. however. Yeah. And I think that's a big one. I think with uh, weight loss surgery and partners, that's why I think divorce is so high. I don't think it's the, the surgery. I don't think it's the person losing weight. I think it's the standing up for themselves, setting boundaries with themselves and their partner and the partners don't understand. Absolutely. Yeah. Th- that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Like one person starts changing their behavior and the other one doesn't come along. Yes. yes. Right. Yep. One and person we, grows. The other one We've doesn't. talked a lot about this the yeah. last couple of days. Like if you're going to have a successful relationship, there's got to be willingness on both, on both sides yeah. to grow and learn yeah. together because so there's that. Mm-hmm. And then there's also for the person who hasn't had surgery a lot of times so much insecurity yeah and it's not necessarily insecurity like you look great and i don't feel good about it it's right. like you're gonna leave me yeah that's the one but we don't have the skills or the language or the courage or the self-knowledge to say i see you growing and i'm afraid you're gonna leave me this right right because i remember eric yeah. saying He's tried to say it was a joke, but we were in the car and he yeah, said the whole, like, I'm just afraid, like, you're just, because I didn't want to have sex with him one time. Literally the one, one time, time in our time. whole oh, marriage, boy. I said no. And I, cause I was, I was literally, I've never been Girl, that tired. Girl, you just set boundaries long yeah. before that. Well, I wasn't getting it enough. That's, uh, I, so I always uh, said yes. Okay, I didn't gotcha. know when I was going to get it. So ah, I was like, fuck yeah, 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 let's go. He's ready to go. Like, I'm excited. And then one time I was like, no, I'm just so tired. And next day we're on a drive. And he said that. But he was like, I'm just afraid you're going to leave me. Like, you lost all weight. And now you told me no. And I was like, oh, my God. This you know is what? not. I was like, this is. I want you to know I will not leave you because of me losing weight. I was kind of rude about this part. I was like, I will leave you because of you. Not because of the weight being lost. Like you no. have to check yourself and how you're treating me. Right. And it's not about my long weight. Yeah. Loss. It doesn't, it doesn't, so. the weight loss isn't the catalyst. Mm-mm. I think it's more of you learn to set those boundaries yeah. yes. with yourself and your partner. Yeah. And sometimes the partner just can't right. figure that out. And I really think that in the weight loss community or not, so many relationships could be salvaged if people had the skills to talk yeah, or the courage to be honest with themselves and with the other person. Yeah. yeah. But people don't have the skills and nope. the knowledge nope. and they won't go to therapy. No. And so, you, you know, you got to be willing to ask for help. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to recognize that maybe you need help in this yeah. area. Not and admitting faults too. Oh, absolutely. Because not every, anybody is perfect. And one thing I've definitely learned in therapy is to say, I don't know how the reason why they were treating me like that. Right. I don't know. I don't have concrete evidence on why this is happening. Right. And maybe my behavior affected that also. Absolutely. We know. Yeah. Please. We always have a part. Yep. It may be 5% part. It may be 95% part, yeah, but, but here's the deal. When couples come in, they want to say they're it's doing the this, one. they're yep. doing that. And I'm like, okay, give it to me all. And then I'll say, yeah. and what was your part? Mm. And that's what my best friends will say to me. Now I'll call them up. And one of my favorite, here's what we do now. <laughs> so I'll call you up and I'll say, you know what Steve did? That SOB, he blah, 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 blah. And then I'll go on and on and on. And they'll be like, whoa, that's bad. What else? You know? Right. Blah. And what was your part, Connie? It's like, yeah, well, I know we're going to get to that. Yeah. You know? But, but let me vent. Get right. it all and out. that's what a good yeah. friend does. It's yeah. like, okay, bring it all in. You got to vent. You yeah. got to vent. You got to just let it yeah. out. You don't. And then what was your part? And which part can you work on? They're part of your part. Your, your part. part. You can't yeah. make anybody do anything. Right. I think that's, that's the, the best part about boundaries is you have control. Like you don't think you have control, exactly. but you do have control. Right. And instead of using that control towards food and eating and stuffing those feelings down, right. use that control to figure out how, what you're feeling and set boundaries with yourself and others. Well, that's the whole, the whole idea behind getting away from emotional eating. Mm -hmm. So 
rather, if you can pause or if you can call a friend and you can process this, I'm really pissed off at the boss. Yeah. Okay. So you know what's going on, right? Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling angry. Yeah. What does that anger tell you you need in this moment? Not physically, emotionally. Emotionally. So I might need comfort or I might need to get rid of this ang yeah. angry energy. Yeah. So how can you do that in a healthy way? Work out. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Or you can just go out in the car and scream and holler and have a fit. Yeah. Because if you're at work, Done you can't that. just say, well, I'm going to go work out. Yeah, no. No, I'm, I'm, I'm back in the office in five minutes. So I've done it in our car. studio. I've, I've screamed yes, in our studio. Yes. And I've screamed in the car before. Or yes. listen to really loud music and just sing with music, it. Music, that's yes. my thing. If yeah. I'm stressed out, I just blare music yeah. and just sing as loud as I can. Yeah. And just, it brings me out of whatever is looming in my head. So if people could learn to get in touch with their emotions instead of trying to get rid of them. Because they don't like how it feels. Mm. Right. It's like, what is this emotion? Identify it. What is it telling me I need? I need comfort. I need, you know, uh, release. I need uh, affirmation. I need validation. I need company. What is it telling you need? Then how do I get that in health way? Yeah, I like that because I, because really like where not our fight started, but like there was a spot where I literally like got up from my back porch and I was like, I'm going inside and listening to music. I'm fuming right now. And That's she's right. Like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just was yeah, like, I let her do her thing. I was like, I can't be around anybody right now. Yeah. It wasn't even just you. I just couldn't be around anyone. Yeah. I was like, yeah. nope. Yep. So I went down to the studio and I was working downstairs and let we her do her thing. Out. Yep. Cause that's the thing is like at that moment, there was nothing I could do right. to fix whatever was going on. Yeah. In right. Because you had no idea what was going no. on. No. So your brain in your brain, you needed to take that time and you needed to set a boundary of, I need space. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the best thing I think partners, friends, anybody can do is allow them to take what yes. they need. Yeah. As long exactly. as it's not harming. Well, and here's another thing, because yeah. that was a real trigger for you me. If Steve said, I'm going to, I'm going to leave or I'm going to, it brought up absolute terror, sheer yeah. terror in me because I thought he's leaving me. Yeah. Right. So we had to learn that he'll say, I have to take some time away from you. I will be back. Because that, oh, calmed, I like that. that calmed the inner terror. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my God, he's, you know, just, yep. we don't know what triggers. So if we can learn, when you say you're leaving, I get hysterical. Yeah. And then I chase you and do stupid things, right? Yeah. yeah. And I really get crazy. So if you could say, I will be back. I'm not leaving you. I'm leaving the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, go. Because our rule is pause. We'll yeah, we have pause now. Pause now. That, that's Perfect. a new development. I, that is a new development. But I do like the ending of this. I do like that. And I, because she has. Because I have that. Yeah. I was going to. That's yeah. fine. You care. Oh, okay. I have full on abandonment issues yes. from a couple people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and apparently you're one of them. I'm so. one of them because <laughs> we didn't talk for three, three years, years, even though uh, I've been back in your life for God knows how long. Um, but, but there's still that fear instilled in her yeah. where it's like, I think if I'm saying, okay, I'm calling pause, I will be back. Yeah. Can you do that? Yes. Yeah. Do that last part. Yes. Cause then it Isn't will, that, it, it will totally fear. help the inner person be like, yes, they are not leaving forever. Right. Maybe not like 20 you. minutes. Like it's and yeah. Fine. yeah. And the personal responsibility there comes in to say, you know, Kelly, when you say you're leaving, I have absolute terror. Yeah. And you might not know that about yourself for a while. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so well, we know it, it now. We it know would now. really help me if you would. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm not leaving our friendship. Right. I'm not leaving our business. I'm not leaving our podcast or anything. I am literally like, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> just go back yeah True that's story. literally you what it is Harry Potter wand. I know I'm like yeah. spell oh what does that do does that make uh, me that makes away? you die oh well oh, don't do yeah. that, want that. What's the but other if you one? oh no no that's that's no, I thought it was like Expelliarmus for a minute that's like disappear no it's like um do I get like disarming you oh there you go yeah it's disarming you so just I was thinking it was the other one yeah that shall not be named or whatever yeah, don't kill me. No, I, I don't want to kill you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a good one. I think that's good for partners, especially saying like, we're going to pause. Mm -hmm. This is becoming a little bit yeah, heightened and we need to kind of, and I have a really hard time naming my emotions. Oh yeah. A lot of people do because yeah. for so long we ignored them and we got rid of them in any way, shape, 
possible. Yep. And Good. that's a big part in therapy is learning to identify how you feel. Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. I knew anger Yeah. what I knew. I knew I'm either anger gonna, yeah. and scared. Yeah, well, that was good. Yeah. 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 I was just either going to put on a happy smile or I was rageful. Um, and that covered up all the other ones. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mine was, yeah, I would say the fake smile. I would I would yeah. add that one. Yes. So it was angry, fake smile, scared. Yeah. Those are my three. Yeah. So when you have surgery, take the, you know, let it be an opportunity, not only to get rid of the weight to learn who you are yeah, and to really learn what was this all about? What purpose was food Mm -hmm. serving and what do I need to learn about myself to have the healthiest life possible? Yeah. And to sit down with the emotions and, and really sit in it, be with them because it's hard to do it. I'm still, it's terrifying, still learning. I, it's very hard for me to do, but it's necessary because yes. I don't feel as out of control. Absolutely. If I can say, I'm really angry with you right now. I'm really hurt by you right now. I need to take a break. But yes. it, even sitting by myself, I'm not running to the fridge to eat all That's the right. food right. because right. I put a name to those emotions. That's right. Whereas before running to the fridge, I didn't have to think about it. Right. I thought I heard it. I heard it too. I think we have a fish behind us, guys. I think we had a creature. I love it. It was bubbling. I wish I could say I couldn't identify mine, but I I know a lot of my feelings. Yes. I've learned them when I was little. You did. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just had such chaos around me. Yeah. So, like, for a while, I was just, like, in my head and just, like, oh, my God. Yeah. I just feel scared or I feel sad or I feel mad or yeah. like, or the fake face because mom would hit your stomach and be like, suck it in and suck it up and Ooh. you walk out the door. That's what you did. No one, that literally, suck it in, suck it up. No one cares about your feelings. So just keep walking. Are you kidding me? Uh-uh. No. Those literal words? Uh-huh. I think she still says that to Michael. Like, no one cares. Because that's what sucks. What like a we message, were, buddy. We were yeah. all talking and no one cared. Yep. So literally, that's why, like... I didn't want to tell people. That's one of the reasons why I didn't want to tell people about getting surgery. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I didn't post on Instagram or anywhere. Cause I'm like, who cares? Who met? Like why, why would someone want to look at my face? Like, why would they care? I had no idea. Do you but, know how like, sad that I feel when I hear that? No, because you should have people surrounding you that care. Well, here, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it also my dad, one time I was cleaning out the attic and he was getting older and you know, kind of cleaning out the house. Right? Yeah. And I found to. this picture of this man and I said to my dad, who is this? Yeah. He said, it's my father. Whoa. I said, this is your father? I was in my mid thirties. Like, I'm like, wait, how is it I'm in my mid thirties and I've never seen a picture of your father? Yeah. Who was died way before. I mean, when my dad was yeah. a child, but, but still, and you know what his answer? I was like, dad, why did you ever talk about your family? Why don't you ever talk? Yeah. And his answer was so sad. He said, who would have given a shit? Like, yeah. who would have cared? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Oh, I would have. Yeah. I know. I mean, yeah. it was just so sad to me that clearly my dad felt like, who cares about me? And that's exactly the message you were giving. Yeah. yeah. That is tragic. But you make sure that Dylan does oh, not yeah. feel like that. No. He is he a very open child with his feelings. And yes. it's, it's, okay. it's okay. I'm like, it's okay to tell me the thing. Yeah. Like, you're oh. not... I always tell them, I was like, your opinion matters. Yep. And what a gift. I want you to feel heard because yep. I didn't feel that way, obviously. Yeah. So I try to do everything. And me and my brother both, me and Matt, because he has five kids. And wow. so we both were like, mm-mm. <laughs> we're yeah. not doing this shit. Yes. We cannot keep doing this. Yeah. Because they were taught the same thing. And I, I think that's the deal with me and Matt. Like, we were just, we knew yep. how they grew up. Right. So we just gave them the pass. Right. We're like, okay, well, you well, were children too. Yeah, we're like, well, you know, they had a shitty life and a shitty childhood, so at yep. least it's better. Because- Do you know what? I love that you said that. Yeah, because one of the hardest things I I have found in the thirty years I've done therapy is people feel so reluctant to say that sucked that my mother did that, or I'm really mm. angry that my mother did that because they feel like they're betraying their parents. Yeah, there's a difference. I mean, as you work through things you become compassionate. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where they came from. Yep. I understand why, but it's not a pass. It's like, mm-hmm. as a child, I was still hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a child, it still angers mm-hmm. me, you know? So it's having the anger, 
but also having compassion for them. Yeah. yeah. Realizing they didn't have the skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just, oh, yeah. They're taking responsibility to find them yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've done with Dylan. Because that's why I get mad at the way that, like, my mom and dad were. Because I was like, you could have tried. Yeah. Where's, wait, why aren't you know fucking trying? Right. And that's what the word I use. I tell people your parents were ill-equipped. Yeah. That's one of my favorite yeah. words. They were ill-equipped. Yep. Now, yeah. could they have learned? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Which is why it kind of ticks me off. off. Yeah. People say they did the best they could with what they had. Did they? Did they? Okay. I don't know. I don't get to judge that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they did. Maybe, Maybe they didn't. Yeah. Right. But it happened. And now you have to deal with That's the aftermath. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And you can deal with it positively or negatively. That's right. Well, and that's why I've, I've learned boundaries a long time ago because of mom. Mm-hmm. Put my, you, ha- you had to put up boundaries. Put my boundary yep. there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, and now like with even my ex, like we have to have toxic people away from me. Yep. Cause you do affect the whole day. <laughs> you do. The toxic people do. And you have yeah. to like, I had to talk to myself about that boundary. Cause I'm like, Oh, my mom's been really mad at me for doing this or Eric's going to be really mad at me yeah. for da, 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 da. I don't want to make waves do the whole thing and I'm like no I've dealt with this too long right I'm 36 like this yeah, is a problem right. this happened to me like three or four years ago with my mom right so I'm like I have to do something because yeah. I don't want to keep continuing yes the situation nothing changes if nothing changes yeah oh, I right? like that line yeah mm-hmm. nothing changes if yeah, yeah. and that. you cannot count on the other person to make the change. You have just to start it. If it's going to be, it's up to me. Yep. Improvement <laughs> begins with I. Do you want all the questions? Oh, I hear that. That's great. <laughs> I love this. I love it. <laughs> so fun. This was a great conversation. Yes. I think it was needed. Yes. And I love that we're on the lake. I do too. Yeah. It. But it's like talking about boundaries. So I think, I honestly think as difficult as it is to set boundaries with other people, mm-hmm. it's harder to do it with ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, do what you got to do. If you need to learn, start with other people, start with other people. Yeah. But eventually recognize, you know, you guys are doing it. You got to learn to set boundaries with yourself and say yeah. no to things just because you want it or yeah. just because it'll make you feel better in the moment. Or if it's just because it makes it easy. Yeah. I hear that all the time. It's like, well, it was easy. Right. Well, who cares? And yeah. would you put up with that? And it always go back to analogies with kids because you wouldn't put up with that damn nope. excuse from your kids. It's nope. like, well, why F and why? Yeah. Right? Yes. We would literally tell them to suck it up. So right. why are we not telling ourselves? Yep. That? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Such an amazing conversation. Yeah. I, I have loved this time with you guys. Oh, Thank my God. Yeah, so can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Oh. We'll have a number two. Yeah. Actually, this is number two. This is number two. We already done one with you last year. Yeah. Number two on the lake. Yes. Well, we'll be back. We'll We'll be back to it. We'll see where we do the next one. Yeah. Yeah, The pool. Mm. There you go. The pool. The pool is really nice. I love her. All right. Well, we love you guys. And we will see you next time. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get your podcasts. And don't forget to go over to patreon.com forward slash OSLP for all your support needs. That's right. And we even have our own website. So go over to arsleylifepodcast.com, sign up for our newsletter, get that free ebook, and then don't forget to get your merch. And also we're on YouTube guys. So type in our name, hit that bell and hit subscribe. And you're going to see our lovely faces every single Tuesday. So thank you for listening to Our Sleep Life Podcast, where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time.